Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Guess what, Brett? It's our show. We do what we want. <laughs> That's right. As long as Katie says it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. It's a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught. Hey, that's great football now. 35-40, down the far sideline. We got a play, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we took last week off, sort of, and I've also been taking mo- even more time off since then on all the other radio shows I do and on social media and stuff. Uh, Lofa, what have you been doing since last time we talked? Um, I've been respectful of that as well, but I have, you know, like we said, we got to use our platform and anything we can to to better, you know, society and. Uh, so I've done that. A couple of uh, the Believe uh, Network, they've uh, set me up with a couple of interviews. I did one. Um, man, it went for about like 20 minutes to a half hour. Just yeah, I thought we were going to talk football. And, you know, um, the host was uh, gracious enough to just talk life. And so we, you know, just, just talked about how unifying sports, you know, are in general. And um, um really connected with a lot of my former teammates, regardless of race, um, just over all the years from high school to college, just checking in on everybody because on top of this and the pandemic, it's been, it's been a wild, uh, wild ride for the first five, six months of 2020. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Just um, checking in on people and making sure they're all right. Yeah. It's amazing to me, striking whatever word you want to use that a lot of times it takes, a, uh, a moment of tragedy, an incredibly dramatic moment to have us all like you know, start checking in with each other, asking our friends how we're doing or whatever. Things that we seem like they should be common sense all the time, but for whatever reason, we we don't. And then it takes something like this to start. And, and then that's sort of a frustrating thing. But um, at, I don't know. Hopefully we can change coming out of it, I guess. And do it more often when we're not prompted by such dramatic things. I want to ask you, have you been asked about uh, Drew Brees and what went on with him and uh, what your thoughts are with that? Okay, so what exactly was said and, and, and what uh, it, was, it was about the flag, correct? Drew was doing an interview and he was asked what his thoughts would be if the NFL resumes and players kneel for the national anthem as a protest uh, towards police brutality and as a way of trying to shine a light on you know equality for all and 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 whatever as a way of showing solidarity for the protests that are going on currently. And he basically said that he doesn't agree with or didn't agree with people kneeling for the national anthem because of 
that it, because it, because he sees it as possibly, you know, disrespecting the flag or disrespecting the troops who fought mm-hmm. for this country or, or whatever. And he gave his answer quickly, mm-hmm. uh, did an about face and issued a, an apology that I think was pretty heartfelt. Uh, but then again, you never really know. Um, yeah. but I think it was a really interesting moment, which is to say that we can all learn so much during this if we stop talking and do yes. more listening. You- <laughs> and Drew was able to learn from that and hopefully has a greater understanding going forward. And my view is, isn't that what we want from everybody all the time in all situations? Yeah. And I think that's the right thing to do right now for anybody not, you know, of the non-black community, your job is to shut up and listen and really under try to understand. You'll never understand. We will never understand. Our job is to try to understand. And and that's the thing is it was perspective, right? I with all the work he's done in the community in San Diego when he was there, in New Orleans, especially after Katrina, and what he means to the city, there's not a racist bone. I do not believe there's a racist bone in Drew Brees' body. His perspective was that the flag is being disrespected. That's just, you know, it goes back to military and, and you know, his, his grandfather. And, you know, I've got several in my family um, that served in the military. So I understand the loyalty to your family. Correct. But um, this isn't about the flag at all. And um, I think Aaron Rodgers came out and said it, um, that it's like, Hey, like, look, it's not about the flag. You know, that's the you know problem right now. It's almost like that same thing we've been talking about with people saying, no, all lives matter. It's just perspective. It's like, okay, look, I know that you mean that, that you, you know, you're a good person. You truly mean all lives matter, but you're not recognizing the problem at hand. Listen, just, this is the time for everybody to listen and, and get some, gain some understanding. I will admit to you, Lofa, and to our listeners that when Colin Kaepernick and other players around the league, I think it was about four or five years ago, decided to take a knee for the national anthem in protest, that I was much like a lot of people out there saying, I hear the issues, I see. Basically, man. Hey, these, these, these conversations are tough, aren't they? They yeah. are. And and I think what I'm trying to say is, man, is like I I I I I there's me and a lot of people out there might have had the attitude in the past of like, hey man, I'm not racist. I believe in equality for all. I believe in justice for all. I'm not part of the problem. So why do I really have to get involved? And I think that those attitudes must change, are changing. That's a good thing. I've definitely changed that about myself throughout the last few years and especially in this moment. And it's nice to see um, conversation and discourse that's leading to like real change in opinions and people being able to see the world from someone else's point of view. And that can only be a good thing going forward. And I think that we're never going to really get to a real place of change unless we're all willing to admit the the feelings and thoughts that we had in the past that might have been wrong. How how can we have a conversation when we're all saying, well, yeah, yeah. but I've never been on the wrong side. So I don't like yeah. you can't and, start a conversation from that place. Well, and with this particular topic, this isn't one where, oh, you know, I uh let's agree to disagree. No. <laughs> there is right. there is a right and wrong side of this argument. Um, 100 you know, percent. And so that's you know 
it's um but just like you know said these conversations are tough but they're necessary if we're going to actually you know have change because i think i think this is a very you know big turning point in drew you know for for him to realize that hey wow you know because you know it, it, it's meant to be what he said and what happened because now he does have a new perspective he has gained some insight into what has been going on you know forever and so um, you know, it's going to take everybody. Like we said, you know, this isn't, you know, just a black or a white thing. Um, this is, you know, this is an everybody thing that, you know, we need to get on board with. And, and just like we said, you know, if you have a problem with someone, this is 2020, man. If you have a problem with someone based on their appearance or the color of skin, you need to do some reflecting and, and figure out, you know, where did you get it so wrong? You know, where you taught it? Because in coaching, that's something we say. You're either teaching it or you're tolerating it. There's no room for hate in terms of, you know, judging somebody, you know. Um, and I don't know. That's, that's, that's all really I got to say about that, man. Listen, everybody. I understand that you don't think you're part of the problem or you think that in your mind, hey, I'm not racist, so I've checked that box. We can all move on now. Take an extra three minutes and think deeper into it and understand that just because you've checked that box in your head, if you're going to stay silent after that, then you are continuing to not do as much as you could do. Is there more you could be doing by taking an extra three or four minutes to think about this beyond just checking that box in your brain and moving on? So does Cap get another chance now? I hope so. You know, if 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 he is, if his if if his skill set is still deserving of a chance, which there's no indication that it's not, then absolutely he deserves a chance, just like anyone else who has the skills to play in the NFL deserves a chance. The idea that he wouldn't be given a chance because he was exercising his First Amendment rights as a citizen of this country is insanity. And if that turns out to be the case, I think that we as NFL fans and NFL owners and other NFL players need to take a really long, hard look in the mirror and examine whether they would have their career stripped from them by doing something that is, you know, afforded to them by the constitution of the country they live in. Obviously we'll never have concrete evidence that he wasn't allowed to play or given the opportunity, right? It's a, it's a business uh, first and foremost and they can pay or not pay or employ or not employ whoever they want. You know, that is their right. Um, but, I mean, you can't – can you? Can we honestly say how many – there's 32 teams, right, uh, two or three quarterbacks, that there's 64 other guys at minimum better than cap right now? I wouldn't buy that the last three years. So I'm saying this – there's a potential for him to get signed um, – uh, this year, even if he doesn't get signed or play again, his legacy and the trailblazing that he did for the players to come after him who are going to be allowed to protest in the way that they want to protest, whether it's writing something on their shoes or taking a knee or putting a fist in the air or whatever it is that they want to do, they're going to be able to do that. And it's because of the sacrifice that he and other players who knelt first, mm -hmm. uh, you know, did that needs to be recognized. And 
and um, applauded. The protest, right? The peaceful protest, which everyone seemed to have a problem with, right? Because it was about the flag. A friend of mine, um, and I believe I read this somewhere, that the the anthem didn't even, we didn't even stand outside for the anthem until I think 2009 or 10. I don't know. Odd that you mean on a on like for every game you mean because yeah when I was a kid I remember them doing it for the Super Bowl and stuff for sure Super Bowl yeah yeah so they yeah. were only standing outside for the national anthem in the stadium for big games but the yeah, regular season games was yeah yeah, yeah I got Katie look it up, can kind of Google that yeah, as we're talking ask Katie if she if she got that one but um you know I, ironic's the wrong word but if this is what we're really upset about when it was not always part of the every game process. I think that the kneeling for the anthem, the reason, the the real reason that people get so upset by it or have such a problem with it is because at first glance, it, it, it feels strange to see someone kneeling during the national anthem, but mm-hmm. that's the point of the protest. It's supposed to feel strange. It's supposed to shock you. It's supposed to wake you up so that you then look into why they're kneeling. And I think a lot of, fans of the NFL, owners, um, other players who might have had a problem with the players kneeling, they didn't take that extra step of trying to figure out exactly why they're kneeling or actually come to a place of understanding why they're kneeling. They just saw the optics of it and saw the visual of it and, and, and stopped thinking about it right then. I know I did that at the beginning. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I I didn't look further right away. Um, maybe if he didn't play for the Niners, I would have looked more into it. I, I can't stand the Niners. Um, but but hopefully what this time that we're living in right now is doing for a lot of people is forcing them to reexamine those moments and then look deeper. And if we can gain a greater understanding, uh, that's my hope and wouldn't the world be a better place if everyone just understands everyone a little bit better? You know, our greatest responsibility as parents right now is to, you know, just give your kids your best qualities. You know, that's what we're trying to pass on. Um, While there has been progress, it's, you know, you'd like to be more progressive. We'd like to get there a little faster, right? I mean, Katie Googled it for us and uh, players started standing outside in the stadiums for regular season games for the national anthem in 2009. Oh, okay, yeah. So it wasn't even an every game thing for a long time in the NFL, and no one was saying, "Hey, where's the teams when the national anthem gets played? How come they're back in the locker room?" Exactly, and that was my that was my point. We all got to get there, you know. Um, and and when we do, I mean, the world's going to be a beautiful place when we just understand. Um, and and so, like you said in the beginning. Our job is just, you know, to shut up and listen. Sticking with some football news as related to the current issues and protests and things that that's going on out there, uh, Roger Goodell has issued a statement that uh, basically says that the NFL was wrong in their policy for requiring players to either stand or stay in the locker room uh, after Colin Kaepernick started kneeling and that going forward players will be able to peacefully protest as they see fit and they won't face any, you know, repercussions or anything for that. So it, it sounds like he's getting it right now. 
Um, it, I, you know, it would have been nice to get it right in the moment. But as I've said, I think a lot of us didn't have it right in the moment. I think that the biggest part of him not getting signed is that it creates quarterback competition. You know, Cap's <laughs> yeah. not coming in there to sit the bench. Right. You, you, you know, he's not. I mean, he's, you know, he's coming in to take that job. And, uh, and he's proven with a team like the Niners, they had a ton of stars that he was a leader, you know, of those stars, leader of men, you know. Um, you know, he was one of, one of those captains. And so, um, that's a very tough thing to do, you know, cause you, you, it's like, there's competition at every position, right. Except for uh quarterback, that's your guy on every team, you know? And, uh, the only time they, it seems like there is a, you know, Hey, quarterback competition is when they don't know if they have a guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, I think that's what teams really there in in their mind is like. Well, if I sign him, you know, he's probably going to win the job. And then what? You know, now what? What conversations are we having? And now, you know, what kind of attention is the media bringing? And and you know, so it's it's no easy task, you know, for a team, you know, to do it. But I mean, if man, if I'm one of these teams that is not winning, you know, he can play. I don't care if it's been three years. Um, you know, he had that workout, dropped back and, and launched one, you know, 60, 65 yards with ease. I mean, you know, he still got it. Also, I think because we're living in the time of COVID-19 and what's going on with the coronavirus and the pandemic and sheltering in place and sports not being on TV, the NBA being canceled, the NHL, the MLB, who knows what's going to happen with the NFL. The silver lining in sports being canceled is that all of us, including the athletes that we look up to so much are all able to take a break, listen more than they speak, gain some perspective. And if life was going on as normal and these protests were also trying to happen among that, it might be a little bit of what has happened in the past where these protests happen. Everyone pays, you know, for the most part, like a lot of people pay attention to them, give them a little bit of support, but it, it, it never really reaches and gets over that the tipping point that it should because we get distracted by everything that we're always distracted with. But right now there's those distractions don't exist. So we're able to actually watch what is going on. Had life been going on as normal, it might've got brushed aside yet again. This deserves everybody's attention. It's been great seeing everybody come together. I, re- I fully believe change is, you know, on, on the horizon. It's not just, you know, um, talk. One of the, um, you know, most powerful things I've seen this week were um, some of the, the players with big platforms talking. You know, they were sharing experiences of growing up and being discriminated against. Um, and it was powerful. It was very sad. You know, it rips, you know, just rips at your heart, man, um, to hear the, the stories. But it was necessary. And, and then to go even further was that, They wanted to share some of these stories, but they were afraid to because of the possibility of one, losing your job or, or endorsements or, you know, support, you know, from friends and family, you know, it's like, so, you know, how, how free really are we all if, if, if one of our brothers or sisters feels like that? Lofa, do you think there might be any players out there who decide that, they're not going to come back to football, that they 
had a great career so far. They've made enough money and they want to turn their attention towards activism or public office or creating a change from the inside. And they decide, I don't need to go back to that or I've already lived that life. I'm going to go live this other life instead. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of people that do a lot of great work. Uh, Michael Bennett, um, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, and they are getting older, but they can still play at a very high level. So, you know, that's a good question, possibly. Um, you know, from everything, I know Michael personally, phenomenal guy. Um, he was a rookie in 2007 or eight when I was in year three or four. Um, he, he's awesome. Michael Bennett's one of my favorite guys. And Jenkins, I've heard nothing but great things about him. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, both can still play ball. Uh, but at this point in their career, maybe maybe they, they, they opt to, you know, um, go that route and can never have enough. That's to say that you can never have enough people uh, speaking out for it. Well, that's our episode for this week, Lofa. We appreciate everybody out there listening. Lofa, I appreciate you and your time and your perspective. And if you don't mind, I'll break it down this week. Let's go. Black Lives Matter on three. One, two, three. Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. Matter. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.